Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simin Tov Kuf Pei Dalid, Halacha Ches, section 584. We begin learning the eighth halacha. Yesh mekoi moishen hagim likurus hatoi keya, mi minyan hamisha hoilim, le sefer toiro. Yesh mekoi mis nagim likurus gam hamispalal musaf, vechein biyemakipurim. There are places where the person who sounds the shoifer, that's called the toikeya, is given one of the five aliyos on Rosh Hashanah. In other places, an aliyah is also given to the shliach tzibor, that of course is the one who leads services, who recites the Musaf prayers. So the one who was the Baal Tfila for Musaf, so in those places he gets an aliyah. And the latter practice is also followed on Yim Kippur. Halacha Tes 9. And this is the last halacha in Simen Tav Kuf Peidalet. Yesh tinaik lomol b'resh ha-shono ein mamtinim l'mulei ad acher gemara tfila mishum dezrizin magdimin l'mitzvah. If there is an infant who is due to be circumcised on Rosh Hashanah, one does not wait until after the prayers, which of course will end late in the day, in order to circumcise him. And the reason that we don't wait is because, like the Gemara Psachim Davdalit Amr Aleph 4a says famously, Zrizim Akdim al Mitzvah, meaning those who are eager perform the mitzvahs early. Instead, the bris, the circumcision, should take place after the reading of the Torah, after Kriyas Torah, before the sounding of the Shafer. The rationale is that by, by the sounding of the Shafer, which is a ram's horn, Hashem recalls the binding of Yitzchak because a ram was sacrificed in his stead. It is therefore appropriate to link the circumcision, which is the covenant of Avraham, the Bris Avraham, and the Akedah Yitzchak to the binding of Yitzchak. When does, so the Alter Rebbe now qualifies. When does the above apply? When it is a custom in that location to give the child the bris in, in the shul. But where circumcisions are customarily uh, held at home, so in those places the child should be circumcised after the congregation leaves the shul. This concludes Halachates and Simen Tov Kuf Pei Dalet. We're going to begin now. Simen Tov Kuf Pei Hei. Seder hat kios meyushuv voyidalov seifim. Section 585 deals with what's called the tkios meyushuv, the series of shoifer blasts during which one may sit. There are a total of 11 alachas. Alacha alaf one. Tzarech liskoya meumod, shenemar yoim trua yelachem, ulahala nu eimer svartem lachem, malachem haomer sham umud, kamenshad barbasim tafpeid tes, afkan meumod. The shafer must be sounded while standing. Now, at first glance, that seems to be at odd with the very title of the section, which was the, the series of shafer blasts during which one may sit. We will explain this in Mitzvah Shemnate later. So, the shafer must be sounded while standing. How do we know this? This concept is derived as follows. Now, we should explain the following, that the obligation to stand while f- uh, fulfilling certain mitzvahs 
originated in the Talmudic era, but is not stated in the Talmud. A few centuries thereafter, the Rishonim sought to strengthen this obligation by a scriptural underpinning. That's called an asmachta. So, the scriptural allusion which we're going to bring, that follows the Talmudic interpretive technique called Gzeras Shava, an analogy between two laws, which was handed down by the oral tradition, and which is established on the basis of identical expressions in the Torah. So it says like this, Torah says, It shall be a day of sounding the shofar for you, and with regard to the counting of the Eimer, it says, You shall count for yourselves. It also uses the term, meaning for you or for yourselves. So just as Lachem in the latter verse signifies that the counting of the Eimer must be performed while standing as clarified in section 149, so too in the former verse does it signify that the shofar must be sounded while standing. Accordingly, while sounding the shofar, one should not lean on any object in such a way that he would fall if it were to be removed. Such a stance is called leaning, a smicha, not Amida, not standing. Nevertheless, if one transgressed and sounded the shofar even while sitting, he has fulfilled his obligation and does not have to sound the shofar again while standing. For the obligation to stand at this point is merely Talmudic in origin, as explained in section 8 and in section 489. See that source? So here we see the differentiation that these uh, shofar blasts, so even though we should stand, but if somebody was sitting, they would still fulfill their obligation. While there's another series of shofar blasts called uh, Tukiyas Ma'umud during the Amidah that one must stand. This concludes today's share.